Welcome to Ew, That's Creepy podcast. The twins will be discussing catfish criminals this week, starting with a twisted case from Australia. Melissa will share the story of Australian actor Lincoln Lewis and the stories of two women who believed that they were in a relationship with Lincoln for numerous years. Please be aware that this episode will discuss harassment, stalking, kidnapping, and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. everybody welcome back to you that's creepy podcast i hope you guys are having an amazing february turning into march and jackie and i are really really excited to do today's episode because our theme this week is going to be catfish criminals if you guys don't know what catfishing is just look it up real quick i mean it's pretty That's like a pretty common term nowadays, especially from the TV show. So I think most people are familiar with catfishing and what that is. I'm pretty sure the word catfishing was actually added to the Webster Dictionary. That's how popular it is now. So uh, catfishing is a word and it does mean to use photographs of someone else online as your profile, knowing that that is not you in the photographs, but you are telling people that it is. So that's what we're talking about today. And we're going to be talking about crimes that were caused by these catfishes. So I'm going to start by telling Jackie a little story from Australia. Let me just preface by saying that I got a lot of my research today from a really, really a great article by ABC Australia. It was called Catching a Catfish. It was written by James Oten. James went off, and this is one of my favorite investigative articles I have ever read. Like, the way that they outlined it with the text messages and messages from online, they would, there would be times where you'd be scrolling down in the article, and it would have little white and blue texts from an iPhone pop up back to back, as if you were actually, like, getting text messages back and forth. Oh, I love a good aesthetically pleasing crime article. Yeah, I'll link this one first because this one was one of those that it was actually fun to read. I probably read it three or four times. So that's where I got a lot of this information because it was super in-depth. So if you guys want to read about this, I that one will be the first one that I link in the sources. This catfishing story, it centers around a man that is very popular in Australia. Some of you may know him His name is Lincoln Lewis. So Lincoln is a famous actor, but let me just start. I'll give you guys a little information about his upbringing. So Lincoln Lewis, he was born in Queensland, Australia on October 24th, 1987. His father's name was Wally and his mother's name was Jacqueline. He also had an older brother and a younger sister And his father, Wally Lewis, he was actually a former rugby player and a sports commentator on a show called Nine News Queensland. Lincoln's dad, Wally, he was, I wouldn't say, you know, he was a local celebrity and small-time famous in Australia. 
So, he was born to a great family. By the time Lincoln was 13, he had decided to pursue a career in acting. He was very good looking. And as he grew older, Lincoln's looks landed him some small teenage roles in B-horror movies and smaller films. You know, pretty typical for someone who's starting their acting career. You kind of just take what you can get at first. But Lincoln really had that kind of boy-next-door, Australian, cute-guy look. Tan, blonde, built. You know, very good-looking. In 2007, Lincoln Lewis, he made his big break by getting casted in an Australian soap opera called Home and Away. I feel like so many up-and-coming stars get their rise on soap operas. You know, I'm glad that you said that, actually, because Home and Away, it's almost like the United States version of Young and the Restless. And there have been stars who got started on Home and Away, such as Heath Ledger, Chris Hemsworth, and Naomi Watts. Holy crap, I might have to tune in. Along with others. So yeah, this is definitely, you know, Home and Away is definitely for young stardom and a lot of people who will stay on it for a decade at a time. Very soap opera. Side note, if you like soap operas that are older, they have a lot of the full series on YouTube. Just saying. For free. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Home and Away, it's been on since 1988. It depicts the residents of a beach resort off Sydney called Summer Bay. So cute. Lincoln gained fame and popularity very quickly on the show. I believe he actually, in 2008, after just one year of being on Home and Away, he won an award that was like Best Newcoming Actor. So people were really loving his performance. And just two years after joining the cast, he also was cast in on Dancing with the Stars. Get it, Lincoln? Yeah, his career is just flourishing. In 2009, after growing popularity on Home and Away and also on Dancing with the Stars, Lincoln decided to leave the the soap opera and pursue movies in a little more intense acting roles. By 2010, Lincoln was bouncing around different movies and shows, starting to get into more international shows and some things in the United States and in Los Angeles. But just around this time in 2010 was really when some drama started to happen that would bring Lincoln in the spotlight for other reasons. Now, let's pause Lincoln's flourishing career and let's talk about a young woman named Emma. So it is now 2011 and we're going to focus on a young Australian woman named Emma who is working as a flight attendant. And one day, Emma received a Facebook request, and it was from Lincoln Lewis. So That'd be crazy. (laughs) I know. And let me just talk about Emma. She was known to be a vivacious and fun young woman. Growing up, she loved to dance and was involved in musical theater. Emma was known by her co-workers at, you know, her flight attendant job to be hardworking, and she was a model employee for other attendants. Emma, she did go through a rough breakup in 2010. So in 2011, you know, she was on the mend, looking for love again. Probably a little vulnerable at that time when you're coming out of a bad breakup. 
So in 2010, she receives a Facebook request from Lincoln Lewis, and Emma actually had gone to prep school with Lincoln when they were younger, and she had dated a close friend of Lincoln. It kind of made sense then. Exactly. So it wasn't just getting a request from a total stranger who was also a celebrity. She did know Lincoln in the past. So she friend requested him back and they started to mess each other just as friends catching up about life and about Lincoln's career. And by all accounts, Lincoln seemed to be the same Lincoln he had always been. You know, he talked the same. He commented on details about school and his acting career and about friends and family Before the two knew it, Lincoln and Emma were starting to speak on the phone regularly, and Emma said that the voice that she remembered was also Lincoln's voice. It was him. Before she knew it, Emma was flirting with Lincoln constantly, and the two, you know, seemed to be in a romantic relationship from what their messages were indicating. Some of the conversations started to turn sexual, Emma and Lincoln started to send each other racy pictures back and forth, and soon the pair had started to talk about meeting up and, you know, planning a couple meetups and dates around town. As things normally do with online relationships, everything sounds normal so far. But every time they were supposed to meet up, Emma would be right on her way, right about to meet Lincoln, and she would get a text message or a message online saying that something had come up in Lincoln's work or he was just too busy that day and he would cancel the date or um, just not show up. And so, of course, Emma believed Lincoln because she could see how famous he was. And so she just really did believe if he is that famous where he is almost going to be um, an international celebrity, then it would make sense for him to be this busy. And she knew he was trustworthy in school. So she knew the real Lincoln. She knew he was trustworthy and she believed that she could see in the media that he was busy. So she believed it. A few more months went by of Emma and Lincoln talking and the meetups and canceling plans continued. So of course, Emma did become a little suspicious. She often wondered to herself, why Lincoln would not meet up in person if they had known each other. And if they had mutual friends, Emma, I believe, was still friends with whoever she had dated in the past. So it wouldn't have been awkward. You know, she was like, okay, even if you're so busy, she kind of started to think, could we just meet up in a group? I don't really understand how it's going on months of us not meeting when we actually knew each other in real life. Or just stop agreeing to plans. Yeah. After months of canceling plans and growing suspicious, Emma reached out to a mutual friend of her in Lincoln's to see if they could all get in contact together. Emma reached out to the friend, letting them know and saying, you know, that she had been blown off a couple times and she sent the friend the Facebook page and the phone number that she had been communicating with. And unfortunately, the friend came back and said that the Facebook page was not Lincoln's and that they had a current phone number for Lincoln and it was not the number that Emma had been contacting. That's creepy, though, because she said it sounded like his voice. Yeah. 
And the friend was still close to Lincoln, thankfully. And so they gave the real phone number that they had for Lincoln to Emma. And they were like, just reach out to him directly and confirm. Yeah, like just actually call the real him. Yeah. Emma gets the phone number for the real Lincoln Lewis. And she gives him a ring. And Emma asks him just straight up, have we been dating for the last couple months? And Lincoln replies with, what are you talking about? No. It's so sad. Emma clearly was heartbroken. Her and Lincoln chatted for a couple more minutes and they easily came to the conclusion that Emma was not talking to Lincoln. And Lincoln was stunned, actually, because this was in 2011 when Facebook was really on the rise. So this was very early in Facebook's creation. It was pretty unexpected. The idea of catfishing wasn't what it is today. Especially Emma, too, had known Lincoln. It was very believable that they would have communicated. So Lincoln was also shocked that this had been going on for many months. I'm sure he feels even worse that, yeah, it's someone he knew. Right, and he just felt very awkward. It was almost more awkward that he had known her in the past, and she thought they were dating. So it was just very uncomfortable for him. Emma hatched a little plan that she was going to FaceTime the catfish and just ask him to show his face to the camera. She did that. And what's crazy is that the catfish or the the person who was Lincoln picked up and it was a video of Lincoln Lewis talking, but Emma noticed that the audio wasn't matching up. So Emma, she videotaped the entire FaceTime call, I believe on another device. And she went to the police because she was saying that she's like, clearly this person took a video of Lincoln talking and is somehow playing it to me using different audio of Lincoln speaking. So it was really creepy. Yeah. It was a lot of work that they were putting in to do this to her. Emma recorded this entire conversation and she went to the police and she was saying, you know, can you do something about this? This person is impersonating Lincoln Lewis and we're sending photographs back and forth. But the police, they did not have enough evidence at this time. I'm not sure if they didn't realize how serious catfishing was or if at this time a crime wasn't being committed because it's like, you know, if catfishing itself is not a crime, I'm not really sure what crime would have been committed as sad as it is. Either way, police listened to Emma, but they couldn't they couldn't start an investigation or anything just based on the video and the text that she had. Emma, after that, she did decide to confront the catfish and she said that she knew the profile was fake because she had spoken to the real Lincoln Lewis and she knew it was fake. The person responded back saying that Emma was correct and that they said the profile was a joke between a small group of friends But this person actually became romantically interested in Emma, so they wanted to keep using the account to talk to her, and basically it just spiraled into something that it shouldn't. Emma asked the person what their name was in real life, and they told her it was Michael Jason Smith. Basic name. Yeah. Emma responded stating that she went to the police, and if Michael continued to message her, she would go back again. Emma's scare tactic worked because Michael agreed and the two of them did not have contact at this point. 
Let me pause. Shortly after the revelation of Lincoln Lewis being catfished, right after he had spoken to Emma, he took a vacation to Bali. Um, I'm not sure if it was for work or just a vacation. Either way, when he was in Bali, he was approached by another young woman who came up to him and thought they had known each other and said that they had been chatting online for a few months. I am sure Lincoln's heart sank because he realized on this Bali trip that it wasn't just maybe someone who had known Emma and known Lincoln in real life. This was a catfish who was using a profile to talk to multiple different women and could be even international. In early 2013, Lincoln Lewis actually made two tweets on his public Twitter account. First tweet that was telling people that he, there was a face Facebook profile that was fake of him. And he told everyone, you know, he was really upset by this. And he was so upset that he decided to just delete his real Facebook account altogether. It sucks, but it, yeah, it seems like it might just be better that way. Yeah, so he made these tweets and, you know, he just said, everyone, I'm deleting my my Facebook. If you get messages on Facebook from anybody claiming to be Lincoln Lewis, it's not me. I do, I no longer have a verified Facebook account. So that was in 2013. Now let's go back to Emma. It's about 2011, I believe, or 2012. Emma's trying to put the pieces back together after letting Lincoln go. She cut off all contact with the profile and a couple months went by. One day, Emma received a Facebook message from a former boyfriend of hers who stated that they would be in her area and that they wanted to meet with her to catch up. Emma was really suspicious of this because she thought she was still so on guard by what happened before with the profile that she thought maybe it was the the person who had pretended to be Lincoln making another profile so they could talk to her. Emma sent a message asking the profile. She sent a message back to the Lincoln Lewis profile. I'm not sure if it was a text or a Facebook message, but she messaged them after months of not speaking and said, if you're making this profile of my ex, stop it and I don't want to have contact with you. But the person who I told them that her na- their name was Michael, Michael replied back saying that they didn't make the profile, they weren't behind the ex-boyfriend profile, they weren't pursuing Emma, and that they had really learned their lesson. And they basically tried to apologize to Emma for what had happened, and Emma did continue to conversate with this person. You know, she did want to hear their apology and wanted to hear that they were still someone who cared about her. Emma continued on this conversation with Michael. You know, she really was like missing the person that she had talked to as Lincoln. And as sadly as it is, Emma started to talk to the profile again. This time, Emma asked for photos of the real Michael Jason Smith so that she could know who she was really talking to. Michael sent her some photographs back, and he said he learned his lesson, and this was really him. But the photographs that he sent were of this tall, dark-haired man who was very handsome with piercing blue eyes. And 
It's like, if you were that handsome, why would you be a catfish online? Yeah, why would you feel the need to change your identity? The two start to talk nonstop. They develop an emotional and a romantic bond once again as Michael this time. But after talking for another month, Michael then tells Emma that his real name is actually Danny Jason McGree, or Danny Mac for short. And this is when shit really gets crazy because Danny Mac is actually an Australian actor who is somewhat famous, and the pictures that he he was sending to Emma was of that actor. So, like, I'm not sure if she didn't realize that at first because Danny Mac was someone who also was doing soap operas and musicals. So, he wasn't as famous as Lincoln Lewis. So, I'm not sure if this person sent the photographs as Danny Mac. And then I honestly think a month later they were like, shit, she's going to realize that this is somewhat of a celebrity. So, then they told her. Oh, idiot. Actually, it's me. Actually, it's Danny Mac using this profile as Michael Jason. And they said that they used the name Michael Jason because they didn't want their ex-girlfriend who was stalking their profile to see it. It seems too convenient of a story, but okay. Yeah, it's just so confusing. Like, so you didn't want your ex-girlfriend to find you, so you chose another famous actor to use their pictures. It just is so odd. Far-fetched. Yeah. Seems. It is. Very. Michael, who is now Danny, but still going by Michael, sends Emma a photo of himself, which is the real Danny Mac, and Emma sadly believes the story. But she still refers to him as Michael Jason Smith. I'm not sure why if he's saying he's Danny Mac. Like, I'm not, I just, I don't know. But she still referred to him as Michael, even though he told her he was this other celebrity. So I'm just going to stick with Michael. After rekindling this online relationship, they somehow build back their trust. And it wasn't long before they're exchanging I love yous, discussing their future together, you know, the whole nine yards. However, a few more weeks of talking... And Emma starts to receive strange and frightening messages from anonymous social media pages and anonymous phone numbers. So at first, they're small, you know, just they're all strange and threatening, talking about herself, Emma's personal life and things like that. Then she started to receive more and more to the point where one day she received 80 anonymous threats. Holy crap. AT in one day. There was even an account that was, I believe like a burner account. The name was Michael Smith who had contacted her that she had never been in contact with before. And they just asked her really quick for nude photos. And Emma thought that was really odd. So she told Michael about everything that was going on. And she's like, babe, I'm really scared. I'm getting all of these anonymous threats and these anonymous text messages. And I don't understand who would even be doing this. And Michael, it tells Emma, oh my God, I'm getting messages too. I'm getting all of these anonymous threats also. And someone made that kind of burner page of me and messaged you for nudes. Like I think someone's trying to kind of terrorize the two of us in our relationship. 
But what's really weird is also at the same time, Emma was receiving anonymous gifts. She just randomly started to get small gifts that were from a sender that she didn't recognize. Hmm, wonder who it could be. It's almost like all this stuff started happening when you met this online person. Oh, bitch, just wait. Because just when I thought things were getting really strange, (sighs) the threats continue against the cyber couple. Michael, you know, is telling Emma details of his personal life. He's saying, you know, he's getting a little scared because he mentioned that he left a violent upbringing back in the UK. He said he wasn't actually from Australia, that he was from the UK, and that he had a really dysfunctional family who just were unhealthy for him. So that was why he came to Australia. But Michael kept saying that his family in the UK didn't want him in Australia, and they wanted him to come home with them. I'm not sure why, but he kept saying that. And this is when it turns to really, like, if you guys watch the show Catfish, this is, like, the classic textbook catfish shit. One night, Emma starts to receive some confusing text messages from Michael. Emma starts to get these texts just out of the blue, being like, ouch, that hurt. And Emma's like, what? And he says that he's getting beaten. He's getting punched and I think kicked and I think his ribs were getting smashed. And then the text messages stop. Then Emma received a message from an anonymous phone number. It was a person who claimed to be a federal officer and they sent pictures of Michael tied up and gagged saying that they had kidnapped him. Oh my God. She also received a message from a Facebook account who claimed to be Michael's brother and stated that the police were now getting involved in the case. It was so serious. Emma became very distraught, obviously, because she loved Michael and she thought this was taking place and she was really scared and she thought he was in danger. I'd be scared even if I thought it was fake. I know. And Michael's still not answering his phone and she's calling him maybe hundreds of times at this point. Ugh, the worst feeling. It got so bad that Emma decided to hire a private investigator to investigate the kidnapping and to find Michael. That's how serious and how much Michael made Emma believe that he was really getting kidnapped and beaten. But the private investigator did some research and came back and told Emma that when he searched all of the online accounts, that had sent messages involving the kidnapping. Every single account that had sent a message involved in the kidnapping was fake. Emma continued to try and contact Michael. She called him over and over and over again. He was not answering. A week went by of no communication of him not answering. Emma is still calling him back to back. And on one of her calls, Michael just answers the phone and says, yeah, I had, I went to Miami for the week and I didn't have my phone. Oh, okay. Cool. Clearly this whole kidnapping thing was just staged. I'm not sure if he just, I think that because the profiles weren't from him, I'm not sure if he just like ignored the messages he sent about getting his ribs kicked in. Yeah. I don't know, but it was just, you know, so blatant. Like, that whole kidnapping story, for what? For what even? Truly. You didn't ask her to send money or anything. What were you getting out of this? 
even though Michael had been continuously acting suspicious and lying to Emma, she really did love him and she believed that he wanted to be with her. Even if it was someone lying, it was someone who cared about her and wanted to be with her. Even though the kidnapping story was so crazy, Emma kept talking to Michael and kept maintaining a relationship with him. As the weeks go on after the kidnapping, Emma has continued to be harassed online. They're starting to get more violent and threatening. And this is where it just gets really deep for Emma. The texts start to threaten Emma and they start to bring up things about her personal life. They've started to bring up her depression and tell Emma, you know, you should just go and blank yourself. You should just harm yourself. They started to message her parents, her friends, her family. They started to send personal information about Emma, such as explicit photographs to her family. No, not this. They threatened to send photographs to her job and get her fired. It's just disgusting. Like, they're using everything they know about Emma, her depression and anxiety, and they're just throwing it in her face, these anonymous sources, and it's just so sad. Emma, she starts to feel a tremendous amount of anxiety due to the constant harassment and bullying she was facing online. She started to see a psychologist due to feelings of depression And it's so sad. She started to say that she was having feelings of, you know, self-harm because she just was so upset by what's going on. As she starts to feel more and more just like this weight and this shadow is overcoming her life, the messages are still sending more and more and they're referencing Emma's depression and, you know, kind of just saying life would be better without you. I don't even want to say how disgusting some of the texts were. They're just so horrible. So this is going on, I would say, almost a year of getting harassed. And all this mental trauma, you know, years just go on of Emma being harassed and all of the stuff. And after years of this battle, I really hate to say it, but Emma unfortunately took her own life. No. Yeah. I'm actually really upset. Like, that's just breaks my heart. How can people be so cruel? I know you don't know them in real life, but come on, what the hell? You never met Emma, but that's not to say you don't know her. You could know her better than her best friends because you talked to this person for years, years before this happened online. And you probably at this point know her better than her whole family. Like what? So it's just so horrible. Now, we will, we're going to talk a little bit more about Emma because there was more that happened in between. Like I said, there were years, but because of the harassment, it is so sad. Like Emma, this person really did cause Emma to feel that she couldn't move on in her life. Let's pause there because I am going to come back to Emma, but now I want to talk about another young woman. Her name is Jess. I wish I could say that Emma, it stopped with Emma. Unfortunately, the story didn't. I'm sure you guys could guess that. In 2009, a young woman named Jess 
was also working as a flight attendant. Let me stop you right there before you get into it. This is so crazy because they're doing this at the same time. If it's 2009, the same time. That's what always is crazy to me, how people can literally be playing multiple people. Like, this takes so much effort, and it's more than one person. You know what's crazy, actually? Especially with Jess. I'm glad you brought that up with it being 2009. Because in 2009, Jess is working as a flight attendant in Brisbane, Australia. And during one of her flights, she met Lincoln Lewis. He was up and coming at this time. He was really popping in the Home and Away show at this time. She saw him on the flight, and they just had a nice little chat about his career. I imagine the typical small talk when you meet a celebrity just... Love the show, blah, blah, blah. Jess got a quick picture with him, and the flight went on. Nothing out of the ordinary. After that flight in 2009, Jess was charmed by this handsome young actor, of course, and she sent a friend request to Lincoln's Facebook. Lincoln accepted the friend request, and Jess assumed that that he recognized her from the days before. And either way, Jess did not interact with that profile for quite some time, but that was in 2009 that she friend requested that profile. Let me point out that Emma didn't talk to the Lincoln profile until 2011. Wow. So they hadn't been doing this for some time. Now, Jess, she did become friends with that profile in 2009, but she didn't send them any messages. So they didn't talk. They just were mutual friends. Yeah. But in 2013, out of the fricking blue, Jess gets a message from this Lincoln Lewis Facebook profile. Lincoln reached out randomly stating to her and just from the beginning, it's so suspect with this profile. Lincoln quote-unquote Lincoln, reaches out to her stating that members of the flight crew she was a part of had been gossiping and spreading fake rumors about him to the press. He was upset by this, and Lincoln asked Jess if she could confirm who the crew was and give him their personal information. Listen to this. That's a no from me, dog. Listen to this shit. Lincoln specifically said that he wanted the flight attendant information for a young woman named Emma who had started these vicious rumors and he really needed to get into contact with her. Oh my God. Lord have mercy. So vicious. I hate that. That is so, yeah, just like malicious. I don't want to say hate, but you know, this is just the level this person was doing to that this person reached out to just a random flight attendant on Facebook trying to get Emma's information. Yeah, that is actually psychotic. Yeah, going very far. Jess, she did think it was odd, obviously. She didn't even know Emma at the time. In 2013, she didn't know Emma. And she, that was nine years ago that she... Imagine she could have not even been a flight, or not sorry, that wasn't nine years ago, but that was 2009. That's four years ago. You might have a a whole different career. Exactly. Jess said, one, this is against the law to give you company, (laughs) to give you policy information. Like, this is against our company policy to just give you everyone's personal information. And two, I don't even know Emma. So, no. So, absolutely not. Yeah. 
thankfully Jess gave them no information. <laughs> but Langan, he wasn't upset by her refusal. He kept up the conversation with Jess. He just made small talk and kind of weaseled his way into her life. Eventually, they were having, you know, they would do small talk back and forth. And he one night told Jess that he was bored in his hotel room waiting for a movie premiere. He had some time to kill. And he asked if he could call Jess to chat on the phone. Jess agreed, and the two started to speak on the phone pretty regularly. Very similar with Emma's story. Lincoln worked his way into Jess's life, into her personal life. The two started to message constantly, which turned into speaking on the phone, and then the two would even Skype on video calls. Jess noticed that during their video calls, the video of Lincoln speaking would not match up. It was very pixelated and not great quality. Not the quality that she was seeing on her camera. So she thought that was odd, obviously, you know. But then again, at the same time, in Lincoln's defense, I hate to say it, he easily could say, I'm traveling, I don't have great service where I am, I'm on set here. Yeah, and that's not so suspect that you would be like, what the heck? Especially she's actually met him in person before. Right. And it's only 2013. You're on Skype. It's not great HD quality, what we're used to now. And he is traveling all the time. It's not crazy to think that it would be pixelated. But Jess did notice that the words never matched up when they FaceTimed or Skyped. But again, it could also be if there was a really bad lag, maybe... It sounds crazy now, but in 2013, to be honest, if this was me and it was someone who was out of the country, I also would probably think it was just lagging because of where you guys were in the world. And I mean, come on now, it's a celebrity. You, You want it to be who they're saying it is. Exactly. And Jess, she's a young single mother. She doesn't have time to go out and meet people. She really trusted the Lincoln profile and trusted what they were saying. Lincoln would even talk to Jess's young daughter on the phone, on Skype, and would help her with homework. It's not like this person was a monster all of the time. They were really great to Jess at points and great to her daughter. There was a relationship with Jess's daughter and Lincoln, and she loved that, of course. Soon, the relationship is turning more romantic, very similar to Emma. Jess starts to send some sexy pictures. Lincoln asks her to send sexy pictures, and, you know, he sent back ab pictures and this and that, you know. At this point, Jess, so similar, is asking Lincoln, can we meet up? Can we take our relationship to the next level? Can we start to date in person? Lincoln... He would either say that he couldn't meet because he was too busy or he would agree to meet and that day he would message her or call her saying something had come up last minute. He's just so busy in his career, but another day. His usual pattern. Yes. Then it turned into Lincoln saying that he couldn't go fully public because the media would react negatively if it was published that Lincoln was with an older woman who was a single mother. Ew. Okay. 
I mean, Lincoln is 26 at this time, but you're an adult when you're 26. It's not like he is 21 fresh on the soap opera scene. I'm not sure how old Jess was, but they weren't that far apart in age, but that was kind of a reason that he gave. And it sounds crazy, but Lincoln actually sent Jess a screenshot of a screenshot, (laughs) a screenshot of a gossip article that was apparently written about the two. Wow. You can see a very grainy screenshot of the article in the ABC Australia, um, article, but look at it because it looks so legit. And the article is wondering if Lincoln Lewis is off the market because it's rumored that he's dating a flight attendant who is a single mother and rumors that they're very much in love. That would be wild. And Lincoln sends it to Jess and says, oh, look, they're talking, you know, people are kind of figuring it out. And I'm sure in a way Jess is happy about it. And it seemed so real. After six weeks of being in an online relationship, Jess finally found a thorn in Lincoln's side. She finally noticed something about Lincoln. What? One day, Lincoln tells Jess that he was in Sydney, Australia, doing whatever he was doing for work. Jess decided to just go onto Lincoln's Twitter, and she noticed that that day right after she had spoken to him, that on Twitter, Lincoln tweeted photos of himself watching a university game in Brisbane. Obviously knew right then. What the hell? He, why would he lie about being in Sydney if he's just watching a university game? Yeah. She was pretty shocked by this. And Jess and a friend of hers went on a mission to get into contact with the real Lincoln Lewis and confirm that that was who Jess had been speaking to. They send out multiple messages, sending out requests everywhere. You go, girls. Get it. They're finally able to get into contact with the real Lincoln. I'm like, damn, good for you guys. I know, even Max. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) But sadly, Lincoln confirmed he had no Facebook accounts and he had never communicated with Jess. Imagine being him, though. That'd be so frustrating. I know. He now has had at least three women. And imagine being when you're on vacation in Bali, someone (laughs) approaching you face to face, being like, hey, boo. Yeah, you would just be like, what? (laughs) And you're already a celebrity. I'm sure you're already kind of scared about that. Already uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Jess was so upset that she, just like Emma, went to the police with all of her information She told them everything that had been going on, and at that point, a crime had still not been committed, so they took everything that she had, but they couldn't really do anything, and I don't blame them because I don't think catfishing was a crime. They aren't sending any money. There's no embezzlement or anything like that. Honestly, there really wasn't much the police could do with just the fact that there was a catfishing profile. Jess was crushed. Because she wanted to know who this person was. It wasn't even about getting revenge or anything like that. She wanted to know who was this person that had been messaging me nonstop for over a month, for six weeks. Jess decided that she wasn't going to just say, I know you're a liar. She continued talking to them under the ruse that they were Lincoln 
but she was asking them more, she was more pressing them to meet up. And every time she asked to meet up, he would say yes and cancel the plan or just come up with an excuse. Jess is starting to feel like it's never going to move forward. What the hell? Am I ever going to get answers? One day, she gets a disturbing text message from Lincoln. The text message from Lincoln claimed that he was outside of Jess's home and that he could see how beautiful she looked in the dress she was wearing and see that her daughter was in her school uniform. Ew. Jess was shocked because the description that Lincoln gave was accurate to what they were wearing. And it's disgusting. She knew that whoever had sent the message had to have been outside. And it wasn't even, you know, yay, Lincoln's outside. I could finally meet him. She was really scared because who just sends a message? I see what you're wearing outside. Jess became so scared by kind of what was going on online with Lincoln and that he seemed to be watching her. She actually moved locations and switched her daughter's schools. She changed her phone number and every time she changed it, Lincoln would somehow find the number and contact her. Oh my God. I believe she had to change her number at least six times. And she even was starting to take off work to try and plan how she could get one step ahead of Lincoln so that they wouldn't find her. That's crazy. It's like full-blown stalking at this point. Yeah, it is. Now that things have escalated to legit stalking, the police finally could start an investigation to see who this individual was because now people were fearing for their lives and the lives of children... So, thankfully, the police can get involved. They couldn't investigate Lincoln by themselves because, you know, they would have to be making a profile, then spending months of getting the profile to talk to Lincoln, and police decided it would probably be best if Jess could assist them with what's going on. Of course, Jess agrees, and she started to record all of her phone conversations with Lincoln on a police recording device and kept all of the communication that the two had. The investigation was really in a good spot now because the ball was totally in Jess's corner. As with most abusive relationships and catfish relationships, at this stage, the catfisher wanted to win Jess back because they had totally messed up again. And Jess was acting like she was upset. She she was telling them that she knew the profile wasn't for Lincoln, but she wasn't completely cutting them off. She was giving them that space where they could make it up to her and this and that, exactly what the police want. The Lincoln profile fell into the trap that Jess and the police were setting. They're offering Jess anything if they would just take them back. She says, who the hell are you? And they say their real name is Michael Jason Smith. Of course it is. Basically tell her everything that they had told Emma. I'm not sure if they sent the same pictures, but I imagine that they did. But this time, Michael offered to help Jess with her finances if she agreed to take him back. Police like this idea because, obviously, if there's any money movement, that carries a paper trail, and a paper trail can be tracked. Jess reached out to Lincoln one day, now Michael, and told Michael that her mobile phone had broken and she could not use it. 
Michael immediately offers to send Jess money to fix the phone so that they could continue talking. Falls into the trap. Falls into that trap. The catfish has been hooked. (laughs) Reel him in. Reel him in, bitches. (laughs) Shortly after mentioning her phone is broken, Jess receives a $200 wire transfer to her bank account. And Michael confirms, yeah, I just sent that. What Michael didn't know was that the police were already tracking where the wire was sent from, which they tracked back to a bank in Melbourne, Australia. Police went to that bank, investigated the bank's security footage from that day, and they were able to track down who made the wire transfer. And it was a young woman. (gasps) What? Oh my God. I was not expecting that. Yes. The catfish has finally been found. The catfish's name was Lydia Abdelmalik. Abdelmalik. <sighs> Let's get into Lydia. Lydia is a pretty young woman in her late 20s. Probably would have been mid-20s when she started this profile because it went on for so long. Lydia lived in Melbourne, Australia, Just looking at her Facebook page that she had before the arrest, it seemed so normal. Completely normal. She posted silly memes, drank a little too much wine every now and again, post picture collages for birthdays, everything a normal woman in her 20s would do on Facebook in 2010. She seemed close to her family. She went to church very normal, it seemed, from the outside. But clearly, Lydia had a double life because it was at least four years that she was catfishing, stalking, and harassing multiple people. And the Queensland and Victoria police departments had been involved because there were multiple people, and both of them narrowed down to Lydia. There was no question In April 2016, shortly after the wire transfer was sent to Jess, Lydia was arrested in her home, and her home was then raided to collect evidence. And boy, oh boy, evidence was collected. (laughs) Most of the evidence was outlined in Lydia's three-week trial. That happens later. Police were able to see just years' worth of communication that Lydia had used both Emma and Jess as her victims. And the biggest piece of the puzzle that is truly crazy with this story that is brought up a lot is the fact that on multiple occasions, both Emma and Jess have blocked Lincoln, aka Michael, aka Lydia, from their phones. And every time they were able to contact, Emma and Jess again, and police really were wondering, how the hell was she able to do this? And what they discovered was that Lydia frequently would contact Optus. Optus is an Australian telecommunications company. They provide mobile services and things like that. I'm sure it'd be similar to Verizon. And they have an online chat server as you know, if you go onto Amazon and things like that, there's a chat server at the bottom that is either someone working or a robot computer type thing, and you can chat really quick back and forth. 
Optus, this telecommunications company, had this for their devices, and they had a live chat server system that Lydia would use to get personal information about Jess and Emma. Lydia would go on to Optus. She only had to answer three questions to confirm her personal identity, and she would act obviously like she was Emma or like she was Jess and confirm the three questions that they were asking her. The only information that Lydia would have to confirm for the Optus live chat was her name, phone number, and birth date. Wow. (laughs) I know that about my boss. Yeah, so many people. It's so basic, it's truly shocking that that was all she had to confirm. Yeah. In one of the live chats with Optus that police recovered, Lydia was actually able to get the Optus rep to send a confirmation email to her boyfriend's email address, which was never associated with the account. And the worker sent it. Wow. Okay. (laughs) And, of course, Lydia goes back and, thank you, Optus rep, you're the best, I can log in now. Of course, she's logging into Jess's account, or Emma's account, using that information given by Optus. Police also discovered that the email address Optus sent the login information to was, oh, like I said, never associated with Jess's account. So they just took it for granted that there was a totally new email address that was fine (laughs) to send it to. Hmm. On one occasion in the text chats, police also uncovered that Lydia even used a wrong birth date for Jess, and somehow Optus didn't notice and still let her confirm that she was Jess. That's concerning, but okay. That's a different conversation. Yeah. And it it might not seem like a huge deal taken out of context, because, I mean... No, it does. Okay, yeah, it really does. It's just crazy. Lydia used the Optus live chat numerous times for years to access Jess's personal information. Let me read a chat thread between Lydia and the Optus live chat just so you can see how easily she was able to get the information for Jess and Emma. The Optus rep, their name is going to be Leah. Lydia writes, I want my mobile number. Leah. I'll do a higher pitch voice for Leah so I don't have to keep saying the names. Lydia is going to be deep. I want my mobile number. Just checking on our system to see what happened to the service. Thanks. Did you request the service to be transferred to someone else? To my mom or dad, maybe? At the moment, it is showing under John. So it's under my dad's name? Yes, that is correct. The mobile number is... Wow. They told her, basically, they told her it was transferred to her dad, John, and gave her the new number for Jess. After Jess is trying to totally get out of communication with this person, that's how easily she's able to get the information again. It's scary. It's sickening. Police also discovered that Lydia would tell her victims to delete their messages and threads I believe under the ruse that Lincoln Lewis was this big actor who could get hacked. I'm not sure the exact reason, but she would try and get the victims to delete these entire threads. Girl, come (laughs) on. It's years worth of threads. We can still recover them. 
Multiple phone numbers and Optus contacts were tied back to her IP address, proving that she tried multiple times to log into other people's accounts. And gifts that Emma and Jess had received randomly, remember I mentioned that? Mm-hmm. The gifts' return address were Lydia's parents' address. There were photographs of Emma, Jess, Lincoln, Michael, Danny Mac, etc. on Lydia's phones and computers. Just a shit ton of evidence against Lydia. So even though this case, this case it's technically circumstantial, it really isn't because who else is... Who else? If it wasn't Lydia, it had to have been someone else on her IP address. Yeah. And her defense never made that argument. The sad thing is, even throughout the trial and whatnot, there was never a motive for Lydia. She never got money. She, at one point, I think, got a flight ticket from either Emma or Jess, who thought that Lincoln was going to come see her. But she gave it to her brother. She didn't even use it. So, yeah, what was the point? She never got money. I'm not sure what Lydia's sexual orientation was because they never bring that up. But if it was love, you harassed the hell out of these people. It just makes no sense. If it was love, why were you harassing Emma and Jess? Ugh. Linnea Abdelmalek was convicted on six stalking charges and sentenced to two years and eight months. She will be eligible for eligible for parole after one year and nine months. Meh. She was convicted in 2009. She immediately appealed her conviction. In 2020, it was reported that there was new evidence found. I believe a new laptop was found on Lydia that was not investigated before. Prosecutors were thinking that it could do more harm than good if there was more stalking on that laptop, obviously. Just in September of 2021, Lydia's appeal trial was underway. Things got really heated during it. I will link the articles. Um, Lydia's lawyer got really rude towards Lincoln Lewis. It's so mean. He brought up the fact that Lincoln didn't want to have a relationship with Emma after Emma told him about what was going on. There was some back and forth with Lydia's defense saying that Lincoln never wanted to be involved in this until he had to and that he didn't help Emma go to the police, this and that. But you know what? No matter what the truth in the matter is, the fact is Lincoln is also a victim. Maybe he could have been nicer to Emma. He definitely could have been nicer to Emma with his situation, but he had to deal with it in his own way. It got really heated in court with Lincoln and Lydia's defense. You guys can read that. It was it was getting heated between the two of them. Um, as of right now, though, that case is still ongoing. Lydia has not been granted an appeal or anything like that. That was just in 2021. Um, of course, Lincoln Lewis, he's been traumatized by these years of catfishing. In a series of tweets that were compiled in an article from DailyMail.com, Lincoln tweeted the below, quote, Having your number, address, personal details illegally obtained, and photos doctored was scary. Having them used to catfish people is sickening. But nothing can give back or make right what this sick person did and took away from the victims. 
for everyone, but especially for those kids. Know who you or they are talking to online. Be absolutely sure of it. Social media can be great, but also a scary place as there are sick people out there. Be safe. I also want to take this time to thank the incredible police and detectives who have worked tirelessly on this case over the last eight years. You see the worst actions in people, yet never give up. You are amazing. Thank you. End quote. Aw, that was sweet. The tech company Optus have apologized for the mistakes of their workers many times and thankfully changed their policy to not allow information changes to take place over a live chat server. Good. Emma's friends and family will obviously never be the same by this tragic loss of Emma. It's so horrendous and disgusting that Lydia would continue this abusive and traumatizing relationship with Lydia for literally no reason. It actually pisses me off. Jess also struggles every day with anxiety and PTSD due to the whole ordeal. When the article by ABC Australia was written in 2019, Jess said that she had still been single ever since, and she had talked to the profile in 2013. That's sad. Jess also said that her daughter has experienced anxiety from getting close to Michael and learning who he actually was, as does Jess. And this is so freaking heartbreaking, but in the ABC Australia article, Jess told the writers that she and Emma had grown close after the discovery of Lydia was made public in 2016. They bonded, they became friends over their shared experiences. But as time went on, Emma told Jess that she was experiencing so much grief and stress due to the events of the trial. And right before Emma's death, she texted Jess saying that she just couldn't cope with the stress anymore. And Jess said that, you know, as hard as this whole ordeal is, Emma's struggle is what she has to live with every day. Because she felt like, you know, maybe she could have saved Emma. They were friends and... It's just so sad that after this whole trial, everything went public. Emma just, I don't blame her, couldn't cope with what had happened, so. Yeah, I'm sure. So, guys, that is the story. The Catfish of Lincoln Lewis. Lydia, Lydia Abdul Malik, her appeal is still ongoing if you guys want to keep up with that. I feel like by the time it even would get granted, she could be out of jail. I don't know, but... For all of the victims in this case, I'm just so sorry that this happened for years. It's so tragic. That is really tragic. And I'm sure there are a lot of victims who aren't even coming forward, but that's just so sad. She I really con- don't have much to say because it is just like, I'm just feeling sad. <laughs> she was confirmed as stalking six people. And that article was about two. That's insane. So there were four other victims out there whose stories are just horrible. So... I'm sure if everyone knows, guys, just be careful who you talk to online. Yeah, really, really be careful. That's, like, insane and very sad. But I am glad that she got jail time because a lot of catfishes don't. I know. Let me know if you guys have heard of this story. I have never heard of it, probably because it was in Australia, but I never heard of this ongoing catfish crime. I will link all of the articles below. Um... I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And for Emma and Jess and all of the other victims of this tragic event in Lincoln Lewis, I hope you're all healing. Sending love. Yeah, seriously. And let us know if you guys like the cybercrime stuff too, because we can do more of those, because there's a lot of cybercrimes. 
Yep. That was a good one. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you all so much. And thanks for listening to another episode of Ew, That's Creepy. One thing I'll say before we end is that also a lot of the times, like, we know this is true crime. Not going to get into the ethics, morals, whatever. But a lot of the times when victims pass, they do have foundations and stuff. So, you know, if you're moved by any story, look into that. You can always make a donation or something like that. You know, you can always remember the victims and stuff. So just keep that in mind. I'm sure Emma has a foundation in her memorial. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. But we hope you all are doing well. And we will see you guys next time on another episode of Ooh, That's Creepy. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at Ew, that's creepy podcast. Or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.